For the month of March, we are highlighting women across the organisation and are delighted to welcome our very next guest, Kay O'Connell. Kay is an in-service training specialist within Chagask at Johnstown. Today, Kay is interviewed by Vistimal Site Manager at Chagask, Elizabeth Walsh. So thank you, Kay, for coming to join us today. Um, I was wondering if you'd give us a one to two minute introduction of yourself and your career. My name is Kay O'Connell and I'm a dairy advisor based in, in Wexford, in the Wicklow Carlow Wexford region of the unit. Um, I've only recently come back into the this role. Um, I spent two years as in-service training specialist, so working with um, Jane Cavanagh in operations, working with the KT heads of the department and setting up the advisor professional development programme. So it was following a review of in-service training. Um, and prior to that, I worked as an advisor for 14 years, 10 years of which were dairy and two years beef, all in Wexford. Um, and prior to that, I did work as a research officer in Johnstown Castle um, as a soil scientist. I had started my PhD in Moorpark. Um, I did a PhD with James Humphreys and um, through Queen's University a long time ago, nearly 20 years ago at this stage um, on nitrogen, fertilizer nitrogen, which is still very topical um, and um, have transitioned. So I've, I've gone backwards there, but that's my career since leaving UCD. I did Ag Science in UCD. Um, so I've been in Chagas ever since, but I've got a bit of a flavor for lots of different parts of, of, of the organization. Yes, you definitely have a diverse background and I suppose it's lovely that you have had a lot of engagement with, I suppose, more the stakeholders with uh, the um, advisory role as well. Very much so, yeah. yeah. So can you tell us what does International Women's Day mean to you and why do you think we should be celebrating it? Um, I suppose International Women's Day, it means recognition for for 50% of the population. Um, and I would have over the years kind of said, well, sure, what about the other 50% or why do we, what makes us special? But the older I get, the, the more I realize that women are special and we do need to get, we are disadvantaged, I suppose, in a way, in many ways, and we need, need, do need to, to break the biases and break the barriers and get, get balance and get equality. And that's what International Women's Day is about, is giving that recognition and making awareness of the imbalances that are, are out there. And as you mentioned, break the bias. It's this year's um, theme for International Women's Day. How do you personally interpret interpret that? And is bias something you've come across in your working life or your personal life? Yeah, so I maybe lots of people are like me. It's only in the last couple of years that I've been aware of of unconscious bias. It was something I had never, it was a relatively new term to me. And it's important to, to, to have that awareness. We all do. We, and it's great that organizations like Chagas are, are training staff and updating us on that. Um, but I think International Women's Day this year is, is moving beyond that. And it's looking at, well, okay, now we're aware of the biases, but that's not making it acceptable for them to be there. It's how we can break the bias, as you said, that it, it's what do we do to try and, and raise the awareness and not just make it, it's okay, uh, we didn't mean it, oh, there's a, it's a, an, uh, you know, an unintended consequence of where we are and of, of, of how we live our lives. Um, I think 
there is a lot of it. And I've, I've only a recent example. I was in a meeting um, with colleagues and it ran past. It was heading for a half five and everybody else in the room was male. And I have young kids and the comment was, oh, you'll probably have to go, do you? You know, and I said, no, no, that's OK. I have that under control. Um, you know, I don't have to rush to collect the kids, I suppose. And, and to be fair, the, the colleague felt they were they were um, helping me or, you know, supporting me. And I was like, do you have to go? You have young kids, too. No, no, my wife has that under control. You know, so that was an unconditional or what's the word? A bias, I suppose, that me as the female would be the person who had to leave because it was with the end of the working day and it was assumed that me as the caregiver in our home had to be back to to collect the kids or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. COVID has really kind of flipped that nearly on its side and people are a little bit more aware, I suppose, men who had to, who were working at home as well as the women who were working at home and now had the um, kids at home as well at the same time. I think eyes were definitely opened in the last year or two. It's been interesting. A lot, I find that I've seen a little bit more change, that people are more conscious of it, but then it's still, yeah. Hang, I don't need to have someone telling me nearly. Yeah, but I wonder the the awareness is there. Will it have changed? As in the the roles and responsibilities change? I think, and that's my fear is that all these things take time, and I'm not sure. Yes, hopefully it will will have speeded the balance. But yeah. And of all the great female leaders, pioneers, entrepreneurs, people, sports people, and agents for change. Do you have a particular role model and who would that be and why? Probably would say on a personal level, it was my mother because um, my mother was a farmer and she was widowed quite young. And she was definitely a role model for me in, in, as a in female in agriculture, at, you know, in the late 80s, 90s um, at, at a more um, a broader level, I think. Somebody like Marie McGuinness. Marie McGuinness was, I think she was the first person to graduate with an ag economics degree in 1980, you know, and here she is now in, in Brussels and representing, and she's done so much for agriculture. So, you know, there's lots of sports people and science people that you could say, but I think, you know, more relative to what I do every day and, and the work that we do in the industry that we work in, um, I think, yeah, Marie would be would be inspirational what she has achieved, you know, and having rearing a family and, you know, traveling and working and all of that. I think it's so interesting that you mentioned that your mother being and taking over um, farming. And I think definitely um, years gone by in the 80s, 90s, women were much more kind of a figure in the farming and helping a lot. And no one spoke about it. And it was just kind of they also had to rear the children but they all had to go into the house cook the dinner then come back out and do a lot more farming and helping and assisting I suppose it's fantastic like I my mother used to do that as well it's just lovely and I think women in agriculture is just they're so strong that people don't know they don't they don't get mentioned as much as in even the older generations the newer generations you know they've got a good backing they're working hard they're putting it out there but it's the people in the past who have worked and they've seen that in the past They've seen their own mothers do it. And it's such a wonderful role model. I love that. Yeah, it's it's every farm. Like farming, you hear it regularly. Oh, farming, it's family farming. But it happens. And, the, the, you know, as a dairy advisor, 
the amount of farmers you, farmers you will talk to where the farmer will say it's the female and the family does all the calf rearing because they tend to have the patients to sit and, and wait for the, the calf to feed the calf and look after them and nurturing and caring. And it's it's the, the natural role they take. But an awful lot of them, like I was only on the phone to somebody um, this morning and he's about to retire from, from dairying. But his wife, he said, only for it, like my wife came out and she's gone to work this morning. And these are people, you know, in their early 70s or whatever, um, that they're still, you know, and she's probably done that all her life and still had the part-time job and raised the family, but still was involved. And, and I think, yeah, th- those are the women, the inspirational women that, that you don't hear as much about. As you said, more so now you are, and they are getting recognition, but there's a lot to be done. Um, yeah, it definitely takes a woman's patience to deal with small calves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, how do you think... Um, we can and should encourage women to pursue and achieve leadership roles in their chosen fields? It's a difficult one. Um, I think having a role model. Okay, two things, mentoring and having a role model. Okay, so you asked me the role model and like I had to stop and think about that. And even within my own career, it's probably only in recent years as I've had female advisors or female manager, sorry. So I Siobhan Kavanaugh was a regional manager and Jane Kavanaugh was in my, my regional man, or my manager in my previous role. And having those people who've pushed themselves to go for the promotions, to put to put themselves out there, particularly in the male, you know, the more senior management roles, um, that means a lot. And a couple of years ago, Chagas introduced the Leading from Within program, um, and it was targeted. It was targeted at females in the organisation and promote, push them to go for leadership. And I attended. And prior to that, I was kind of going, oh, you know, some of this is, is, you know, why are we looking for special attention? Why are we, you know, and and it was highlighted there's never a right time like I was there and I had young kids and working full time and you can always make excuses but there's never a right time to say I'm ready I'm now is the time to go and and take leadership or to to put myself out there to go for promotion or to take on something new um so I suppose there's the role model and the other one then is having a mentor having somebody that you can bounce ideas off or it doesn't have to be somebody who does the work you do so in my role as in-service training specialist I was part of I worked with HR um, and we set up the explore mentoring program um, uh, so there was a pilot of that last year and that was across the organization but we gave training and created resources a handbook and an e-learning course on mentoring and I participated as a mentee as well and it was hugely beneficial you know for somebody to have somebody to just kind of have the chat to, in, in, in a, a safe space, we'll say, you know, that 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 to give you coaching and mentoring is, is very important. So I suppose that's something I would advise people even early career. And then for those going for the leadership roles, the one piece as well is that don't assume there's always somebody else is going to do it. You know, we won't have women in leadership. We won't have women, you know, if you hear the stats and I don't have them off the top of my head, but if you hear the statistics on the proportion of women that are in Fortune 500 companies that are in in, in senior management across any organization, it's very low. And as a, a parent, as, um, you know, 
you kind of go, oh, I'm too busy. And when the kids are older or, you know, there's so many things. And unfortunately, as we just discussed, the balance of, of, of caregiving and workload within households is still very much tipped towards females. So it is hard to put yourself forward. But until we have those role models in those places, women aren't going to find it any easier to, to step up and take to it. And this is back to then organisations having the structures and having the... The, the you know the pandemic you mentioned has helped a lot with with a lot of things and hopefully the concept of flexible working hours not just remote working but flexible working hours as well will help in that it, it should make, make it easier for women to be able to take on a leadership role and, and still to have the the loyalty towards or oh, any to, to look after my family you know yeah and the mentoring is such a I do think it's a key thing as well and I don't I don't think it should be just for females or male like I think everyone should be doing it because it's very hard coming into a work environment sometimes and not really kind of knowing what's the best direction for everyone and I suppose coming from coming from that what is the most important piece of advice you've received or the best lesson you've learned I think the lesson I've learned is particularly as a female um i can't remember the there's a book how women rise um sally oh i can't remember the name but but in it they discuss exactly the dilemma that by by our nature females we tend to want to be an expert in the area so if i want to go for a job like and they've done research on this where they say Okay, a female will feel they need to have ninety percent of the the desired or required competencies on the that are on the job description before they feel they're comfortable to to put themselves forward. I need to apply, or will I be? You know, it's nearly apologetic. Whereas men will say, "All right, I've got thirty percent. I can get the training on the job, and I've got the confidence and the ability to do that." And that's majorly, for me, it was revelationary to say, "Okay, it's actually okay." And as I mentioned to the time to say, well, actually, no, it's okay to do it now. You know, nobody knows 100%. So if if I was talking to a younger version of myself, I suppose I'd say, you know, have faith in the, the competencies that you do have. You have lots of knowledge, you have lots of skills. You know, if you've managed to get yourself a, a degree in the topic, you've done well, you know? So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and go outside your comfort zone, you know? But there is also the biases that we discussed that the confident woman to a confident woman versus a confident man, a confident woman can be perceived as being a negative thing that she's she's what would I put it you know overconfident cockiness that you know that that can be from a, can be perceived as a negative thing as well and that could be part of it yeah we all want to be the good girl and be liked by everyone and be be 
you know, popular and not come in and be the tough woman that men will go, you know, um, what was the, was it Beyonce and them had a thing of a boss? Don't call me boss. Yeah. Or bossy, you know, that, that you don't be termed as the bossy woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. to someone who's coming up i think as we said have confidence in in the knowledge that you have don't be afraid to ask questions find yourself a mentor you know an informal one there's always in in the advisory offices there's lots of colleagues who work you work quite independently uh, with the clients that you have but then you can be part of a broader team so don't be afraid to to find that person to look up to and sometimes more senior colleagues can have have pearls of wisdom that you might perceive as oh, they're negative or they're they're but learn from them you know listen listen and and find that mentor and have a bit of confidence you know yeah and it, it is a great job it is it, it's a lovely job working with with farmers so um you know, don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there. But you do need to be have attention to detail. A lot of the work is 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 working with farmers, but you're you're completing scheme work and working on their behalf. So you do need to be precise and, and attention to detail as well and have a word. You know, if you tell somebody you're going to ring them back, you ring them back. You know that no matter what job we're in nowadays, people's words means an awful lot, you know. And um, what are you most proud of? What has given you probably the, the greatest satisfaction in life generally or in even in your work specifically? Obviously having my family and having having a, a, a good, uh, healthy relationships and hopefully a healthy work-life balance. But um, I suppose over the years, I've got good feedback from farmers, despite, you know, I've done research and I've done lots of different things, but I find it very rewarding when you, when you, when you give advice to a farmer and ages later, you hear back, you told me to do this, or you said something and they quote you back and you kind of go, oh, I didn't realize the power of my words at all. That's where they actually listening, but that somebody implements a change on their farm and it's because of what the work that you did or they joined a discussion group and they learned something new and you get that feedback that has been really rewarding um it's, it's a lovely part of the job it's lovely getting first-hand um recognition and kind of feedback on what you've kind of told them and it's great to see even results that, like firsthand um you've mentioned here um again about the work-life balance can you give an insight on how you approach these things like mindfulness and work-life balance I don't know, is there anybody who will tell you that they have it all sorted? I definitely don't. Um, and it, it can be a struggle. Um, but I suppose it's, it's as I said, do what you can. I think I spend a lot of time going, going right, can I get myself more organised? Can I get, you know, but I think it's it's having a plan and setting out a plan and organising your time. And maybe sometimes it's okay to say no and not to take on too much and and cut your clock to measure and say okay i'm going to going to do do well um 
And other than that, I don't know if anybody's any great tips. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> no, I, I do think that the no is nearly the hardest word, word for a woman to say. I do think sometimes because mm. we're loved people, please. And we're always trying to do our best. Um, well, I feel that myself that I find it hard to say no to to kind of small things I'm like I can manage that I can move this here I can move that there so no was definitely the hardest word but I do I've, I've mentioned some of the managers the female managers I've had and they would have that work-life balance that they are able to take term time or take time off or take you know I think I've more to learn from that point of view um that it is possible you know if you look at at um even within our organization, you know, some of the more senior female staff are still able to manage it. Now, they still do lots of hours, but it's flexible hours, I suppose, and, and give that priority to say, I, I need to take, you know, a midterm or I need to take summer holidays or extended holidays or whatever. Um, and, and that's good. It's good to see. And I think we need to promote that, that you don't have to be in the office all day, every day, that you can have that balance and, and, and be flexible and, and get the work-life balance right. But uh, and then it's obviously the self care part, taking time for yourself and doing something and to stay healthy too. You know? Yeah. And so finally, what would you say to someone, particularly a woman, starting on her career journey today? Any emotional motivational thoughts? There's a saying, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, be who you are. I think as a younger person, I was a bit insecure myself and ex- hoping that you know following being told right I wanted somebody to tell me where to go and what to do and how we should do it or whatever have a bit of faith in yourself and and be who you are and don't be afraid to say how you feel you know and and there's a saying that says say how you feel be who you are say how you feel because so yeah look I suppose to to the the younger person is be who you are and have confidence and and be 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 strong you know, there's plenty of people going to knock you and there's loads of reasons in the world why you can't do something. But look at why you can. Yeah. You okay, I, I have to take that advice. That sounds absolutely like that is very true is kind of be who you are. Like I, I, I will take I will definitely take that advice because that's a lovely saying. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. So, Kay, we've come to the end of our interview and thank you so much for participating. I've absolutely enjoyed this conversation. It's been fantastic. That's great. I did too. Uh, hopefully hopefully uh, somebody can make sense of my ramblings. But yeah. So um, I think that's all from now. If you've anything else, Kay, you'd like to add or? No, um, well done on the work and the very best luck to, to Vista Milk and International Women's Day. And I hope, I hope, um, it's a great success and it's not just one day it's it's the whole year isn't it? yes thank you so much Kay, for joining us vistamook is focused on innovative pasture-based dairy and is co-funded by science foundation ireland and the department of agriculture food and the marine to find out more about our research visit www.vistamook.ie or find us on twitter instagram facebook or linkedin